Buggy, Kathy, are you a are you a lady on the streets and a freak in the sheets? Oh, you just got me, man. That's a perfect description of me. <laughs> nah, really. pretty much. I know you're a fucking pervert, no. just like me. God damn it! Let's start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised, and if you don't like it. Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the very, very hot boiling human mind. Ah, recording live tonight from an increasingly hot and stifling Los Angeles, where Boogie is probably melting. I'm Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) That was my melting, by the way. That Uh, is, uh, and it's pretty accurate. Uh huh. It doesn't sound very appetizing. No, no, I am not like a like a dripping, sexy cheese pizza of melting. I'm more like. I'm more like butter that's been like like butter that fell out of the pan and like rolled around and picked up some bugs and hair and dirt and then someone's like, "Well, it's still butter," and put it back in the pan. Ew, type of melting. That's so disgusting. That's me. You know, it's just because I can do cold. Like it's it's getting hot in Los Angeles, and uh, I don't do well in the heat. I know you don't do well in the heat either. But Mm-mm. I just literally like cold. I can deal with like I'm cold. I hate being like super cold. Everyone hates being super cold. But you're just like, oh, fuck, I better put some more blankets on. At least I can still think. But it's like I was in the zone for like the past week and a half. Yeah. Just like grinding out, writing comedy, learning stuff, getting stuff done, making jingles for shows, trying to reconnect with other shows. And dude, two days of heat. And all of a sudden I'm like. I think I'll go online and take a bunch of sex quizzes and see if I'm actually a freak in the sheets. Is that your solution? It gets too hot. You're all, well, I guess I'm going to go take a sex quiz. That's all I can think of. I'm like, (laughs) I got to do something. I'm literally in storage with the fan on and spray bottles. And I'm like, "Eh," just plugging at the internet like an idiot. And I'm like. I need validation that I'm a freaky pants. And so, uh, but the problem is, is most of these like non-kink relationship love sites, adults only, they really don't have good quizzes, Kathy. And no, they don't. I think everybody knows this. Like, like I wanted to see how bad they were. And I saw Kathy they're pretty goddamn bad. Like one of them, like wouldn't let you choose an actual dynamic. Like it asks you all the kink questions, but it won't let you choose a dynamic. So basically I came out as like a, like conservative, like, Ooh, you shouldn't, you know, you don't like to try too many things. 
like <laughs> thing. I'm like, motherfucker, I shoved an octopus inside of a vagina. I'm a freak. You validate me. And it's like, no, because it won't let you choose a side. Like, it's like, do you like getting a spanking? I'm like, no. It's like, do you like whips and do you like being tied up and, you know, all of these things? And I'm like, no, but are you going to ask the opposite question? Like, do I like to do those things? And so they don't like there's no dynamic. There's all this, you know, stuff about swingers and stuff like that. The only one that I found that was like moderately okay was on psychology today. And it was more thorough. And they asked you a lot more questions and they allowed for dynamics. And do you like this? I didn't score high, though. Um, I scored like an 88, which I was very offended by. Um, And I'm like, I got to do better than a B plus on fucking King. I mean, we have a show. I I really felt offended. Are you telling me? Yeah, of course, that these online quizzes do not have the all important did you ever stick an octopus into a vagina question? Never. Not even once. What? Not even once. Did you have anal hook tug of war on your show? Did you put leaf blowers against vaginas? Did you piss on wow. people? Did you piss inside of people? Do you light people on fire? And I'm like, none of those questions. And I'm like, whatever. You got to get a better caliber of quiz. Yeah. Like if we actually, like if it was cooler, maybe you and I could have enough brains to write one. But no, it was bad. And what the, the I think the reason I didn't score high is because there was a lot of swingers questions. Ah, a lot of questions like, are you good with swinging? Do you, you know, would you swing? How many times a month do you go swinging? And I'm like, no, nah, that's not really my jam. So I just answered honestly. I'm like, no, I, I don't. I'm not a I'm not really a swinger because I don't really like dudes and I don't like being around dudes in a sexual uh, scenario. So so I guess that pushed me below. Uh, Have you ever swung? Did we ever did I ever ask you this? No, I never have. I wouldn't I would have loved to try it when I was younger and fit. But I'm going to tell I'll be honest. Nobody wants to see a fat, naked chick walk into a swingers party. It just doesn't happen. It's a good setup for a joke, though. <laughs> fat chick walks into a swingers party. But up, Unfortunately, the beam broke. There was no more swing. But um, These are the jokes, kids. Apparently, I got to learn more about comedy writing. It could go intersex too. A fat guy walks into a swingers club. They kicked him out. End of end of joke. There is no real joke. They took eighty bucks from him and then kicked him out. And that's, that's pretty the much the joke right there. Yeah, that's pretty much that. That's it. I got I got to punch that up a little bit. So what's going on with you? Apparently, I suck at quizzes. Well, we're still in dry dock. Uh, oh, that's the... right. Creative Explorer yeah, still. What... But did he do more stuff to you? He is surprisingly, he will, surprisingly thinking out of the box, he's doing all kinds of different things, and he does not let little things like a medical condition stop him. He'll just, well, let's try something else, and he'll go looking for something else to do. So I am surprisingly not uh, bored. (laughs) Great. What kind of stuff did he do to you? Well, a lot of bondage. He enjoys, he is a big fan of the bondage, and even though... um, 
Well, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a, like a primary relationship, you get uh, complacent maybe is the word where you, you get used to the same thing all the time. Sure. And despite the fact that he loves bondage, he doesn't do a, a, a whole lot of it. He hasn't hogtied me in a while. He, he hasn't, and there's a bunch of stuff that he hasn't done in a while, like make me put on pigtails, which he knows I hate. Or <laughs> you didn't put tell a chain. me that. Oh my God. Oh, picture. No, Give me a no. picture. Oh my no. God. No. I uh, will send you a picture and you keep it to yourself, mister. I won't you don't I share swear that I with won't. anybody. Does he bimbo you? Does he make you put on like big lipstick and then. No, no. He he, he makes me put on, uh, put, put the pigtails in and then uh, puts a. Attaches a chain to my collar and leads me around the house and very, very demeaning and annoying. I think you'd look sexy in pigtails. I want to see this picture. I, I think you'd look... I feel stupid. Well, that's because they look, you are a perfect example of negative social programming, young lady. And why and is that a surprise, though? I, I mean, ne- a, a because physical- it's true. That it's like at a certain age, it's like society's like, okay, you're past your sexual prime, ma'am. And now you should cut your hair short and have the librarian look and, and exactly. uh, just, yes. you know, and, and, you, you know, wearing pigtails. Dude, I think fucking old broads and fucking long hair. Like there was one at the library when the library was open last year. Um, and this lady looked probably like 75, something like that. But she had like this long, white braided hair. And I was like, you look fucking hot. I think she looked beautiful. She had this like whole like elfin fucking energy about her and just looked very comfortable in her own skin. And she had long hair. It was hot. I I feel the same way when I look at, I mean, for me, age and body size, it's not that they're not important. I'm not going to you know, lie and pretend that that stuff doesn't matter to me, but there's secondary or third, um, for me, it's not. So I, Hey man, I, I've told you, I love, I think Kathy Bates is incredibly sexy. Sure. Sure. The, the other day I see her on a TV show and she's got white hair and she looks like an old grandma. And I'm like, I don't care. It's still sexy to me. I'd fuck her in a heartbeat. <laughs> You're all, I would still <laughs> put some fingers in the Kathy Bates. That's right. <laughs> that is that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. It's kind of a, a shame. And, and I, you know, we know where it comes from and, you know. But it's just like I guess that's why we do do a show. If you're if you're old, exactly, go ahead and let your hair still stay long. God damn it, it still looks sexy. I don't care how old you are. Fucking ninety, <laughs> fucking rock oh, that shit. Fine. I want to see. I, I totally say- want to see. I think you'd look real pretty. I-, I already. I can picture it. I'm closing my eyes right now. But of course, I got to put some bimbo makeup on you and a chain around your neck. And not and, uh, putting bimbo makeup on me. No, I just because I know that would humiliate you, and I'd be like, "Who's my little blow up doll?" Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, then you better put a ball gag in me because if you don't, I'm gonna rip you, just tear you to pieces <laughs> with my teeth. I probably would not opt to fuck the blow up doll's mouth. I'm not a complete idiot. No matter how hot uh, it hey, gets, oh, I still. Oh. I what? forgot to tell you something, which we're not, we're not going to uh, have that much to talk about, but I'm giving you guys a heads up uh-huh. that Creative Explorer and I talked, and starting this week, 
um, he's going to, we're going to incorporate my weight loss plan into the dynamic, into the DS, the power exchange. Oh, wow. Yes. So, so I, I'm going to wait, we're doing it this week and we'll talk about it this weekend. So I'll have stuff to tell you next week, but that's, that's a juicy bit of information that, that we're going to discuss next week. I think that's that is great. I mean, this has been in the uh, you know, the negotiation works for like a year or uh, more. Yeah, but no, I don't know that long. But yeah, we, a few it was more it, for in sure. a, yeah, it was more in a let's let's think about it, mull it over, and talk about it later, and then you forget, and before you know it, a year has gone by. <laughs> Well, I think I can speak for the rest of the Perverted Podcast listeners. We are all very excited to see this experiment, however it turns out. I just think mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that you you guys really worked on this and found a place where where you guys can both give it a try. I think it's a good experiment. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. I believe right. in you, Kathy. I believe in you. I believe. <laughs> Cecil, help, help. <laughs> I'm coming, Beanie Boy! (laughs) (laughs) Fit Life is the place. Talk about genital torture and subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about Fit Life, motherfucker. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Today, we have a post from Just C who wrote something called Why I Pay to See a Pro-Dom. Oh, my God, Boogie, this is going to be good. Oh, yes. All right. She says, I get a lot of strange looks, particularly from men, when I tell them that I have a dom who I pay to come round to my flat and fuck me and spank me and whatever else me. The responses I get are usually along the lines of, can't you get that for free? Or I could do what he does. Or what makes him so good that you have to pay for it? The simple answer is that, no, I can't get what John gives me for free. And no, you can't do what he does. Not because you're not a good fuck or you can't hit as hard. You can't because people don't do things for free. They really, really don't. And if I'm not paying you in cash, then what am I paying you in? I sought John out after Big died because I wanted something completely void of complications. I wanted someone who wouldn't ask anything of me emotionally or expect anything specific of me sexually or physically. I pay John money for complete freedom of mind and expression. It's also a fact that he is really very good at what he does. It is his trade. It is his full-time job. And it's not easy. Anyone who thinks that they could wake up tomorrow, become a male escort, and never look back is kidding themselves. John drives up and down the country to see clients. He sees people of all genders and all ages, regardless of his own preferences. He invests his time and energy into every single person, and he tailors scenes specifically for them. Honestly, without John, I think I would be in a much worse place emotionally than I am. So when I talk about him, please don't make it about your own ego or try to compete with him or belittle his job. He is an important person to me, and I will stick up for him if you act like a dick. Mm. That's right. Mm, mm, mm. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because of my very, very brief career as a pro dom. Very brief, like two clients. That's that's all I had. 
Um, but just this is a very mature point of view to have about taking control of your own life and what your personal needs are. And it's also amazing and accepting of the fact that egos and the need to reciprocate and it just, you have to be in a place to do that. You have to be in a relationship headspace. And a lot of people just, they're not. They're focused on their career. They're focused on their education. Or they just simply don't feel the need to go through all of that work to get certain things that they need. And that's where a professional is absolutely a great, if it's a good professional. And she seems to have an amazing professional. So right. I think that I can't, you you go, because I got shit. Well, you know her uh, her tone. The tone of her post is very defensive, and it is one hundred percent warranted, in my opinion, because sex workers of any caliber of any type are looked down upon, and a lot of people don't really understand this next part because you would think it makes perfect sense, but the people that go to them are also looked down upon. What's wrong with you that you're doing this kind of work? And what's wrong with you that you can't find it for free? Uh, Why are you paying someone else to do it? And I see absolutely no problem with a transactional relationship because, in my opinion, all relationships are transactional. She's absolutely right. sister. One way or another, you're going to pay for it. It's just that if you're sitting up in your high and lofty high horse thinking, well, I'm better than that. You have a you may have a different currency, sister, but you've got a fucking currency in that relationship. If you are emotionally stable and in a place where you know that you have entered into a transactional relationship that involves money and ends the minute that person walks out the door then you fucking go for it. Get what you want from the person that you're transacting with. I don't see anything, absolutely anything wrong with that. And like like you said, Bergie, she's incredibly lucky to have found somebody this good. And if she has, go for it, man. Don't don't listen to any asshole who looks at you like, what? What is it that you do? I, I, I'll never understand that. I mean, the insecurity, like you, you tapped on before, the insecurity and ego is not gender specific. You know, when men go to a prostitute or women go to a male escort, obviously it's it's much more common for men to go to a prostitute. And it's also much more common for men to cheat on their partners with a sex worker. So that has its own bag of dishonesty and and problems with it. But at its base, there's a lot of challenge because we're programmed that we're supposed to be somebody's everything and everything. And it's just not true. It's not true. Most people are not invested in becoming a great sexual communicator. Most people are not, even if they say they are, 
even if they're, you know, like a lot of these guys are like, well, what do you need him for when you got this fucking dick right here that I'll let you suck for six minutes and then I'll go and sit on the couch and feel good about myself. You should pay me 200 bucks. <laughs> you don't know how many times I've heard that shit. But the, the reality is, is the skill set is is not there. In a lot of ways, in a lot of cities, in a lot of towns, uh, the skill set is not there. And why don't you deserve, just like you would get a professional massage or you get someone to do your hair and makeup professionally or anything that pampers or takes care of you, that somebody that has dedicated the majority of their career life on that skill set why don't you deserve that? Absolutely. I just, I, I, from my time, because that's exactly where I, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm the bee's knees on any of that. I don't even know what the fuck the bee's knees are. That's like a fucking 1950. <laughs> I'm going through this generator, like to get jokes and to practice joke writing. I go to these word generators and they have phrases and they pop up all these old cliche fucking phrases. <laughs> And I'm afraid wow. that now some of them are sticking back. And oh, they're uh, the, slipping out, Boogie. The bee's knees. What fucking, I didn't even know bees had fucking knees. I don't, I don't, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so, but I do have a certain skill set and I, and I do have a certain desire to create an environment that is safe and comfortable for another person. So when I was pro-doming, briefly, like I said, I had two clients. I saw each of them anywhere from five to ten times. And then that was pretty much the extent of my pro-dom career. Then I got fat and unmotivated. Um, and so I figured no one wanted to pay 200 bucks for a fat dom, um, which is not true. Yeah. There's plenty that's of people. Blah, blah, blah. But the other yeah, thing right. that's actually really sad about this, because it, it, it was everything was exactly as this person talked about. These women had had multiple experiences with men who said they wanted to give them a kink experience and it wound up being a couple swats on the ass. They fuck you, make you suck their dick, and then that's it. And they don't really even get the kink experience that they desire. And yeah. so to pay me, I that's all they got because I didn't I didn't fuck any of my clients. So um I would do little, you know, little touchy touchy things, you know. Um but in general, it was a kink experience and you got to have all the spanking. You know, you got to decide what things you wanted to try and you didn't have to feel that pressure like, oh, I'm not satisfying him or, oh, he's bored or, oh, he doesn't really want to do this to me or I, I'm afraid to ask for something because, you know, he's going to be disappointed or ego or all of those things. Once there is a transaction. And you have somebody that will negotiate that transaction with you. There's a lot of freedom in that. Oh, yeah. There is a, a huge amount of release for men or women to enter into that kind of relationship. Because uh, for the first time, for a lot of people, the focus is entirely on you and what you want. And that's all there is to it. And that, as you say, is such a freeing experience that I'm, I'm just 
surprised that more people don't go to professional uh, dominance or submissives. There's a reason for that. And that is the social stigma. And that is the fact that it's often uh, roped in with sex worker and there's laws and crime and, you know, all of those things. And also, like, especially with uh, females seeking out a professional male dom, where do you go? I was on Craigslist, which was just and now you can't even go on Craigslist and take out ads for uh, pro doming. There's like where is a there are literally millions of professional women that want a real experience and that they they have disposable income and are willing to pay for it. But where do you find it? Is there a certain and how do you find someone that's qualified like this person that our poster has? Right. Because that's rare, too. There's a lot of guys. Huh? Go ahead. No, no, that you're, you're right. I'm agreeing. It's tough. That's not easy. It's really hard. So I think a lot more women would be absolutely willing to pay for it if there was an actual source where you had people that were screened and qualified and there was safety involved and health checks and and those types of things, which is the whole argument in America about why do we not have a legal sex worker industry like they do in other countries where we can actually treat our sex workers like human beings because they provide something that people want. Yeah. Now that being said, very Uh quickly, I will turn around and say (laughs) the dynamic of that, because even though I'm singing the praises of pro doming, once again, that does not, that is a completely different type of dynamic than the relationships that we talk on on this show. On this show, we primarily focus on the people that are developing that communication and improving their sexuality with their partners and being willing to negotiate and try new things and meet the needs of your partners uh, through practice, negotiation, classes, and that intimate interaction. A pro experience it is not going to replace intimacy. That experience is not about building an intimate relationship with another human being. It is a this is what you want and you are paying for it. Right. That's why I yeah, this is why I said earlier that uh, if you have a solid head on your shoulders, you you know where your boundaries are, it's a good relationship. But if you enter into it with, without that in mind, the lines tend to get blurred and uh, it might not be a good situation for you. But but I don't think it's any different from kink in that if you're kinky, people find it difficult to uh, uh, it's not regulated in any way. How do you find your way into the community? How do you know who's safe? The same thing is true of sex workers. How do you find yourself uh Amidst these people, how do you figure out which ones are safe? Any fringe group is going. Any fringe group that is not acknowledged by society, and when safety is involved, not acknowledged by uh, proper authorities, is going to have that problem. It's not regulated. It gets pushed into the shadows. Nobody wants to know it's there, and so all kinds of horrible shit can happen. And then everybody gets painted with that same brush. Whereas if you were to pull it out into the light of day, 
you would have the opportunity to have conversations about it and classes about it and discuss what's safe and what's not and make sure that people uh, are taken care of or, or at least are put in harm's way. So it's, it's a tough thing. And I applaud Jesse for writing that. And because I think it's anybody who does that kind of work, um, they are greatly misunderstood. So bravo. Good post. I can tell that you were with your other lover. Problems. Because your mouth smells just like her vagina. Boogie. Yes, my dear love. (laughs) I want some polysanity. And I don't think we're going to get it with this email. (laughs) Yes, I I often disagree with you on many a thing. But on this one, I'm going to go with you. This is this is not the most. uh, But it it, of course, it's potentially good. And if you're willing to be honest with yourself. As I had to do at my at this point in my poly, it worked out for the best at the end. Right. There's some good learning potential here. So let's let's dive in here. Uh, this person either wanted to remain anonymous or I'm an idiot and forgot to write down their name. I'm going to go with the much more uh, benevolent. They wanted to be kept anonymous. So this person writes to us and says, hi. My daddy likes to listen to your shows and made me do it, too. Well, if that isn't a winning endorsement, Boogie, for us, I don't know what it is. Forced at gunpoint to listen to our fucking <laughs> rhetoric and babble. You will oh, listen you to the person. show. <laughs> yes, daddy. Oh, fuck. Thank God it's only an hour. <laughs> Maybe uh, I could pee into to- my spleen or something and cause some sort of toxic reaction. So I can pass out. (laughs) My God, that makes us sound terrible. (laughs) All right. She goes on to say, I'm writing because I'm having a hard time right now. My daddy got a new sub and he was only supposed to play with her at the club. But then Corona hit and the restrictions came. So now they play at his home. They talk every day and it's making me feel very insecure, even though he tells me I shouldn't be and he loves me. I love him too, very much, which makes it harder for me knowing he has her on the side, plays with her in her intimate parts, kisses her. It breaks me. The reason he got her is because I can't take the too hard stuff and he wants one who can, while still keeping me. We've been together for two years and there is a big age gap between us. We are not an official couple, but we do love each other. And I just want your insights of how you would handle it if it happened to you. And she finishes by saying, sorry if my English is a bit bad, but I'm from Denmark and doing my best. Well, I did clean it up, but even my cleaning it up, no big deal, man. That If that's your, if that's you doing a little bit bad, uh, if you're from Denmark in English, that is fucking amazing. It was a very cohesive email. So Boogie, do you want to start or should I just lay in here? Well, I, you know, you you seem to you have your skis on. I'm going to say skis because I just want to dream of a snowy mountain and not this fucking <laughs> hot fucking sweat death that I'm sitting in. Um, so you got your skis on. You're at the top of the mountain. The cool wind is blowing in your face. Why don't you go ahead and oh, just launch off that black diamond and fucking go at it? Oh, my God. That is a wonderful picture you just painted there. I absolutely want to be on the top of that cool mountain right now. Okay. Well, my first question is, yowza, 
are you guys even polyamorous? Because it doesn't sound like you are. It sounds Judgment. to me like... No, the the tone of the email, I tried to read between the lines thinking maybe I'm missing something here. Because uh, if you're polyamorous and you have willingly gone into a polyamorous relationship, jealousy is something that we all deal with. But that's not the undercurrent of this te- this email is I'm not polyamorous. I don't like what's happening here and I don't agree with it. So I'm I'm going to say that if that is the case and you don't want to be polyamorous, but you're going along with it because your partner does, you got to get the fuck out of that because the worst thing in the world that you can do is pretend to be polyamorous when you're actually not. It's tough enough when you are polyamorous and you have to deal with jealousy because I want to be polyamorous. I don't want to be anything but. I am not a monogamous person and I knew going into it that jealousy was going to be an issue and I deal with that on a pretty much continual basis. Creative Explorer loves playing with other people and my insecurity is a fucking demon on my shoulder and you have to deal with that. So I'm not saying that, oh, if you're jealous, you shouldn't be polyamorous. But if you're being, if you feel like you're being pulled into it or if you feel that it's not really for you, that's something you need to discuss. That's something that not only do you need to discuss with your partner, but you need to be honest with yourself if that's the case. Wow, Kathy, I probably should have taken the run first. <laughs> I, let, me, let me interrupt here and say that I know it always makes you nervous when I talk like this. I'll never understand why because you can be so verbally forceful yourself. But the minute that I do it, you get all nervous oh, and you're poor wondering about Jesus. what other people say. Fucking cry me a river. You fucking cry me a river. I can't open my mouth and say anything controversial without you start crying and cringing about it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Put on a diaper. Here's the thing. I only have a problem with one I'm sorry. I'm going to stop right there. Don't be condescending to me and tell me to put on a diaper because I have something to say. You don't like what I said. That's wow, fine. Wow, you really, really got butthurt. Okay, that's fine, Kathy. There, you just did it you again. Have, that's number you two. Have, Thank you. You haven't even heard what my issue is and if it's a big issue. Could just be hamming it up. My only conflict is I, I, I'm I, with 85%, 90% of what you said Except for the question, are you even polyamorous? Because there are many types of polyamory. She may not be this type of polyamorous. That may be apparent. I think you probably nailed that. That it Because that's exactly what I had to face when I thought I was the type of my partners can have other partners, compersion, deal with jealousy, the stuff. I I am not that type of polyamorous, but I am triad polyamorous where I have partners and we all do everything together. And if we bring in new partners, we do that together. That's still a type of polyamory. It's just not that type of polyamory. So that's the only thing that I had an issue with because there are it's a good it's a good chance for me to say to this person because I went through it and I made a fucking ass out of myself 
trying to be all Mr. Yeah, go ahead, have other partners. And, you know, I'll deal with my jealousy. That shit, no way. That was a disaster. I am not that person at all and never want to be. And that was the thing I had to decide. I had to say, wait a minute. Not only am I not that person, I have no desire to be that person. If I did have a desire to be that person, then maybe then that would be something like you where you got to work through it and you deal with your jealousy and your demons. But I'm not that kind of person. But Well, in reading this, I, I thought the same thing you did is maybe it's a type of polyamory that uh, hasn't really been discussed. And I was trying really hard to find any indication of that throughout this email. And I wasn't finding any. So if I'm mistaken... And, and it's just a matter of this isn't the type of poly that I signed up for. Uh, then there's still the the end holds true. Communication is absolutely what needs to happen here, because one way or another, she's not happy with this. And she's either not happy because she stepped into it and didn't realize until too late that she's not really into this or she agreed to something and midway through. She's all I'm sorry, but we need a rule change. We need to have you know, a table meeting and sit down and rearrange this one way or another discussion needs to happen. here. Well, absolutely. And, and I'm kind of, and I'm on, and this is where I'm like, I'm on board with you. If this is not her type of relationship, there's nothing, there's no fucking table meeting you're going to have. If he wants this type of relationship, that's the type of relationship he wants. That's the type of polyamory that he's interested in. And you guys may not be a match. You may need to find somebody that's the non-monogamy or polyamorous that's right for you. Fortunately for me, and like with Mew, Mew, I, I said, this is what I have to offer. These are my personal limits. I think they're valuable and worthy of respect, just like yours are. And from then forward, we she was demisexual so she was like i don't really care right so well i uh, think it's so we we adapted i think it can change and it and it may be something where that's fine he's like well great well you're going to join in with this person if she's into you um but ultimately if i agree with you if she tries to stay in that you're only going to become bitter and resentful and you're going to start doing shitty, petty human things like sabotaging conversations. And it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, it. maybe you'll have a big epiphany and you'll be able to go down more of the road like Kathy is, where she can face that jealousy and get herself through it and find the other side. I couldn't. I absolutely right. couldn't. Well, I, and that leads me to uh, what I'm about to say. I don't think you're going to like, and maybe a lot of people won't like. This can be a bit controversial because I can be very much of a asshole when it comes to this particular topic, and that is insecurity. Mm. Because when he, she says it's making me feel very secure, insecure, even mm-hmm. though he tells me I shouldn't be and that he loves me. When you have hard evidence that someone loves you and says you shouldn't be insecure because I love you and I'm not going to release you, you're, you're, you're my partner or whatever, however they put it. 
you've got hard evidence there in front of you and uh, you're deciding that that's not the case. And maybe you're not consciously deciding, but your emotions get the better of you and you tell yourself, oh, I, that's it. He's leaving me no matter what he says. Here's the controversial part. That's your problem. Because I believe very firmly that those feelings of self-doubt and insecurity are yours to deal with alone. And I say yours, I mean the general you. I certainly don't mean this person because they're the ones who have to manage their own life. But I don't like it when someone tells me, you made me feel this, you made this happen. The feelings that we have can be triggered by others, but I firmly believe they are something that remain under our authority and our control. And there's something that you have to deal with because if I feel insecure, that's something I need to go inside and ask myself, why are you feeling insecure? Why are you so filled with self-doubt that despite somebody telling you they love you, you still don't believe them? That's an issue that needs to be discussed or gone over or that you need to talk about it with a good friend or maybe even a therapist and figure out why it is that these emotions are getting the better of you. Doesn't mean that the other person doesn't have any responsibility there and shouldn't have any part to play in helping you heal. That's definitely something that can happen, but primarily and ultimately it is an issue that you yourself have to deal with. I don't think that's controversial at all. We've said that on the show multiple times. If it's controversial, it's just controversial because people are afraid of the truth. And the truth is, is that nobody, I mean, physically, people can abuse you. Mentally, they can maybe break you down and gaslight you and abuse you to where you don't believe the truth anymore. But in a situation like you said, where there's evidence that this person does care about you and 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 if their actions show that and their commitment and their words show that, that's your you're you not accepting a truth about yourself. Yes, and I'm glad that's you choosing not to be valuable. Yes, and I'm glad you bring that up because that's actually a very good point. I'm I'm talking about uh, I'm not talking about somebody who is in, under the influence of a master manipulator, an asshole who knows how to twist your mind and either gaslight you or brainwash you into thinking there's something wrong with you and they know how to pull your your strings because all of us have those each and every one of us have weaknesses that are there for assholes to use and manipulate when you are under the influence of somebody like that then you absolutely need help. That's that's not what I'm talking about. And I always want to be very clear about that because I can I can really be very forceful about this. That that's your problem, your responsibility. You need to deal with it. But I'm talking very specifically about a person who has the ability to deal with this on their own. They're just not doing it because they want to look outside of themselves. They're two completely different things. And assuming that this person is polyamorous and they're simply having a difficult time with it, you need to start discussing with somebody you trust very much what's going on inside of you. So I think we've, we've talked about both of them. What if she's not polyamorous, then that's a discussion that needs to happen. She is polyamorous. 
another different type of discussion needs to happen because maybe, like you said earlier, Boogie, maybe it is a case of I am polyamorous, but this is not my polyamory. I yeah. want to do it this way or it's this part isn't working for me. I mean, it's a very odd email because she says we've been together for two years, um, but we're not an official couple. And I don't exactly know what that means. Maybe official couple to her means a monogamous committed couple. I don't know. Or that the guy or somebody has said, like you sat down and you said, we are now official. And there's like some special genital handshake or something. And then are there trumpets involved? Probably some trumpets, probably <laughs> like some like squires coming out and screaming and writing things down. And, you know, it's like a whole fanfare thing and people throw flower petals at you and then, you know. <laughs> I think, think you're talking about a marriage the there, man. Oh, oh no, never mind. About, yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about like a medieval shitty marriage or something. No, a lot of people are very, it, which is funny, which is a whole nother topic that we won't get into. But it's that whole official thing and how people dodge that. And I hear so many people and I've done it a million times. And it's like, look, if you're fucking someone and you hang out, and you talk about things, that's a relationship. The level of the relationship, why does it even have to have a title? That's my point of view. Like, I don't give a shit. You want to say I'm your boyfriend, your daddy, your fucking frog, your girlfriend. I really don't care. Am I interacting with you? That's a relationship. We have an interaction. There's a level of intimacy with that then that qualifies as something. It's something. Whether it's friends with benefits or, you know, whatever it is. But people are very afraid of throwing the R word on top of yeah. that because it puts kind of like commitment pressure and, you know. So I don't get it. But I um, I mean, I understand it. But I, I guess I get it kind of. Yeah, and I, I don't know that we helped her. In the end, she she asked if, insights in how to handle this. And I, I think primarily, you well, we've already said, I'm just going to recap. You need to ask yourself if you are indeed polyamorous. If you're not, uh, that's for you to decide what to do because you are in a polyamorous relationship. And if you are the non-polyamorous person in a polyamorous relationship, I don't know what to tell you, but that's not good. If you are polyamorous, then you need to figure out why. Is it this person in particular? Is it the the specific the fact that she goes over his house that's pushing your buttons? Is it other things that maybe you and your partner can discuss? Because not being in an official couple doesn't mean that there's no fidelity there, that you aren't committed to one another. And clearly he does if he tells you don't be insecure because I love you very much. So there there are definitely discussions that need need to happen one way or another. If you go into us saying I'm polyamorous, you are going to have to deal with jealousy and insecurity. And that is something that you need to do. Find a way to do it. Whether you do it by yourself, like I tend to a lot, even though I'm fucking ridiculous and I should be discussing it with friends, or you discuss it with friends, or you discuss it with a therapist. Delve into that problem because that is the root of the issue when it comes to polyamorous relationships like this. So one way or another, you're going to have to discuss that. It's just the thing that go. you just keep saying polyamorous as as a as one time. I never mind. This is why we got in the fight earlier. No, it's 
There's many types of poly. What type it is? It yeah, doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. Ma- majority of us do not have the compersion thing down, and a lot of us don't even want it. And and insecurity is a one is the poison of polyamory. It doesn't matter which one, which type you have. It, it really doesn't. You it's the gotta poison deal of, with it one way or another. It's the poison of monogamy. Work relationships, school relationships, your relationships with your family. It's pretty much kills everything. Insecurity is so much farther than just polyamory. But in polyamory, it's it's oh, yeah. very in your yeah. face. It's really in your yeah, face. You, this is, you're right. That's that, a, It's a good point. You're not going to go wrong by dealing with your insecurity. It's going to help you in every area of your life. Absolutely. Even your lemonade stand. Oh my god. What? You know why I said lemonade stand because lemonade, it? ice cold lemonade sounds fucking good. You need to go find some snow somewhere. There's no snow. There's no snow. Not tonight I have a headache. Why oh, you never know what to touch on my balls. We sound like cows in the field. It's a moo-woo. <laughs> it's a show is what it is. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us through a very bizarre show, 309. And a special huge thank you. Huge boogie. When I say huge, I mean it's so huge. Like half the size of my cock? Oh, brother. Half just half had to go there didn't you well yes, it's, it's my so cock, Kathy, and you know what it's there and it's it's amazing and you should touch it that's how we shall from now on measure all greatness is by the penis meter of boogie that would be Boogie's amazing penis meter i will send you a cutout life-size picture of my penis and you can literally just walk up to things and people will say, well, here's this conundrum, blah, 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 And you'll go, hmm, let's see how it measures up to Boogie's penis. And it'll just be like on the end of a stick. And you'll just like hold it up and you'll go, hmm, I see. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. All right. So th- I have a huge Boogie penis size thank you to give out to our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much. It really means a lot to Boogie and I to know that you're out there and the show means that much to you that you're willing to support us in this way. You guys are the best. And an even bigger thank you to all of our listeners as a whole because honestly, without you guys, there is no fucking show. Boogie and I are not going to sit here in an empty room just talking to ourselves. We could do that and grab a Starbucks coffee and sit across from each other in a booth somewhere. We wouldn't need to pull out microphones. I, I think I went off the tracks there. But thank you guys so much. If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. And we can't wait to hear from you. And let's see if we can make it to show 310 next week. Let's. I like how that's like, ah, let's see if we can make it one more week. I think that's try really hard. <laughs> we're, we're, we better try. Cause, but in all fairness, I have to disagree with you, Kathy. If uh, the show wasn't here, I would just be sitting here talking to myself because I'm a fucking lunatic. But it wouldn't be as fun because we wouldn't be having any impact on people other than the people. 
before when I said we got to measure everything by the size of my dick, the windows of my car are wide open. I'm parked outside of Starbucks and the security guard just walked literally five feet away from my window. And I'm like, measure everything with my dick. And he just looks over and he just, I hate my job. And he just kept walking. Why do you do this to the good people at Starbucks? <laughs> because I'm losing my mind, Kathy. But you know what? We give whatever's left of our mind to our perverted podcast listeners. Thank you so much to Headley, our glorious show sponsor. And, of course, Jekyll and Mr. Dom. They're kind of like halving it uh, you know, right now. And uh, everyone else, just so much fun. It, it really was a good week. I enjoyed studying. Hopefully we can cure the heat and get back to a place. And we'll see you guys next week if we live for 310. Little bitty mushroom, little bitty mushroom, underlog. Next to tree, friend of a frog. Got a little scared when sniffed by a dog. Wave to a snail who's out for a dog. It gets me through the day to have some friends. There's adventure on the horizon The birds do tell their tales Of tigers by the ocean Riding on the backs of whales I'm sure that's pretty nifty Said my friend the wise old deer As long as there's some grass I think it's not too bad to be right here Pretty little sunflower, pretty little sunflower Under cloud, makes her sad, cries to a cow Gets a big hug from a ladybug And a pizza pie from a sheep named Doug It gets me through the day to have some friends There's adventure on the horizon The birds do tell their tales Of tigers by the ocean Riding on the backs of whales I'm sure that's pretty nifty Said my friend the wise old deer as long as there's some grass, I think it's not too bad to be right here. Just add sugar and go for stampede, go for stampede, go for go for go for stampede, go for stampede, go for go for go on the muck because we can't just out of reach of the farmer's hand. Go for stampede, go for stampede, go for go for go for stampede, go for stampede, go for go for go for. Everybody playtime, everybody playtime Goats go jump, honeybees buzz, fish go bump Mushroom and sunflower share a kiss Life doesn't get much better than this It gets me through the day to have some friends I say it gets me through the day to have some friends I do declare it gets me through the day to have some friends